Do you remember in our cancel culture episode when we talked about how you and I are a curse because every celebrity we interviewed in, you know, recent history ended up getting canceled? Yes. Okay. So now I forget. No, cut to July, 2020. And if you recall, Em, in our last episode, we mentioned a few celebs. Now, a week later, people very close to these said celebs have either went missing or died, passed away. So are we a curse? Are we? Wow. Really something to think about there. Good morning, Taylor. How are you? (laughs) Hi. It is a, it's a, it's a morning here. You guys, this is Emily and I were doing our first Zoom recording from across the country and we're coming in hot with giving you a little food for thought on that one. It's definitely something that I'd be proud to add to my resume that I'm just that intimidating of a reporter that people literally need to go pass away or like leave their families because they're just that much in shock. They have to process what just happened to them, the whole experience. It's definitely um, a win in my book. Thank you so much, Chapman University, for my education. I just really wanted to bring it to your attention because in our last episode last week, two instances come to mind, right? First, we talked about our reporter friend we know who covered when Glee star Mark Sailing committed suicide in Los Angeles. And then cut to now when his co-star Naya Rivera, this tragic story, she's missing in a, you know, this whole lake thing also in Los Angeles. The second one, if you guys remember, I talked about interviewing Priscilla Presley, Elvis's ex-wife, about her very awkward, estranged relationship with her daughter, Lisa. Now Lisa's son, Elvis's and Priscilla's grandson, horribly committed suicide. So- Emily, should we just not talk? Because today we're going to be talking about all these fucking breakups. So now are all these people we've interviewed are going to break up now? So guys, this is officially the end of the podcast. We've been told (laughs) that we are messing with nature. Mercury retrograde actually officially ended today, which means that going forward, we have no more excuse to literally forecast what's going to happen in Hollywood. So that's the tea. That's the situation. It's honestly shocking, Taylor. Like, I don't know. I was honestly, I was thinking about Naya a lot because obviously the situation is so sad and she's been in the news for having so much crazy drama with her ex-husband. We've both interviewed her before and she's honestly a perfect sweetheart. And it's just like, what the actual fuck? I've seen, honestly, I've seen the Glee conspiracy TikTok videos. I've seen them. I've studied them. And let me just say, what the actual F is going on with this cast? Like, what did we, there's actually a video too that people unearthed of um the glee cast like when they were filming the show singing the song if i die young by the band perry and like naya <laughs> no naya's singing it and then she like like her character santana is singing it and then runs off in tears off the stage so like i don't know what kind of voodoo situation is going on it's absolutely tragic leah michelle also deleted her twitter to avoid talking about it so i really just don't know what 2020 is who she's become it's just nothing surprises me anymore, as I said, but honestly, Taylor, what the actual fucktard. And not to be narcissistic, but like- Be narcissistic, honey. Okay. Why do all roads lead to and leave from the Two Blondes podcast? Okay. We've talked about Leah Michelle. We've talked- Yes. No, take that sip. I will fucking join you because I'm sweating. Who, what voodoo witch is behind this conspiracy? No, I have As to I know. sip my sparkling yerba mate and really consider this, I just, I just don't know what to say, what to do. I'm honestly scared that the next couple we discuss, like the most low-key couple in Hollywood, who I always make fun of for being like a cookie-cutter family, is now divorcing. I'm looking at you, Army and Elizabeth. Like, I just don't understand. We're, we are cursed. I just interviewed John Travolta within the last year. I cannot believe this one. He is in like my top three because this is the nicest fucking man. Scientology wins an award for this one because he talked to every single reporter, was the sweetest. And now he and Kelly, they didn't break up. No. She died. We are cursed. Emily. When this news was released last night, 
Yes, everybody. I did, in fact, go into a deep, dark rabbit hole of Jet Travolta's death of the whole Kawasaki disease conspiracy. I mean, honestly, like, you really can't blame L. Ron Hubbard for everything. No. Like, how the hell do the nicest Scientologists just pass away after a silent two-year struggle with breast cancer? And then there's photos released this morning of Naya Rivera's father swimming in the lake. Honestly, what is going to happen next, Taylor? What do you think is going to happen next? What can possibly outshine the month of July? The only thing, the only thing, and I don't even know because we're so desensitized and fucked up, is if we actually see Jesus resurrect. Because honestly, this is going to get some heat, but I don't fucking buy it. I don't fucking buy it. So unless this man comes back like he did, <laughs> like he did however many years ago, that's the only thing that will shock me at this point. I have to be honest with you. And by the way, you're so spot on about Naya. When I interviewed her, I think it was like a year or two ago, you could tell she was obsessed with her son. Obsessed. It was all she talked about. She talked about decorating Christmas cookies and the trees. What in Disneyland, I think she told you they were doing. And before we really get into it today with all of the like breakups that we also have a witchcraft voodoo spell over, I want to tell you guys that the way that Emily broke the news to me about Kelly Preston this morning. Uh-oh, I'm scared. <laughs> oh, because I'm three hours um, behind you. Yes, I'm back on the East Coast, so I wake up to this news. And Emily, because we are I'm both- scared. The I'm scared. <laughs> We are both the most fucked up, jaded entertainment reporters you'll ever meet in your life. She's like, yeah, you know, sad news. But what's crazier than Kelly Preston dying when none of us knew she was battling breast cancer for two years is that People Magazine had the fucking exclusive on this shit. Can we talk about this? Can we talk about this? So my friend Nat, my like bestie PR pal in crime, asked <laughs> me that like, oh my God, Kelly Clarkson's dead. Kelly Clarkson. Oh my God. Good morning. I might get sued for libel. I'm calling it now. Kanye West will become president. Okay. Love you, Kelly Clarkson. Illy. Glad you're still with us. Kelly Preston dies. He tells me he found out through an extra article. So I Google it. First thing that comes up is a people article. Pretty reputable site, right? I'm assuming I'll see like a rep statement, something from like a Scientology lawyer, how sad the news is. Shocking beyond belief blasted there on the top of the screen in bright yellow letters. People exclusive. I have questions. Does this mean that they knew she was going to die for a few days and had set up an no. exclusive statement to be released to people? Does this mean when she did die, they realized how can we get this out the fastest and hit up their friend at people and gave the exclusive? There are so many ways this could have gone down, but honestly, why couldn't the news have been released on John Travolta's Instagram with a sad tribute or a rep statement to every single outlet that is the same, like a press release kind of deal? Why did People Magazine need to get the exclusive story on Scientology sweetheart Kelly Preston hitting the hay? I am concerned and confused. Like, is Jess Cagle... L. Ron Hubbard. And Jess Cagle yes. isn't there anymore. There's like some British oh. dude in charge. So like to the British dude in charge, sir. No. Sir. I'm also all for a good British dude moment, but like this is a little bit fucked up. No, it is. And also from my understanding, I thought people exclusives were designated to bachelor babies and weddings and nothing else. Since fucking when? Since fucking when? So, like, my thoughts are, obviously, Hollywood is struggling right now. We've talked about this. Did they pay, like, for that story? I'm just, I'm just confused because, like, you don't see death exclusives. The only time you see that is if, like, a source confirmed that someone had died. I remember when I worked for Us Weekly, we were the first outlet to, like, break the news that Burt Reynolds died. Go back to a previous episode, guys. I was supposed to interview him, and then he literally just straight up, like, passed away, Rip. But, like, that was because we had a source who knew him who told us he actually had passed away. There were a bunch of rumors. We confirmed it. It was exclusive. We didn't patch the word exclusive on top of the story. Somebody died. So it's, like, I just think that's so distasteful for an outlet like People, who's really respected as, like, the cream of the crop of the weeklies, mm -hmm. to do that. Again, Hollywood is up in flames. Our souls are up in flames. 2020, you name it. Everything you ever knew, including your favorite celebrity couples who Emily and I have also apparently cursed. I mean, let me leave you with this, okay? Or let's, I guess we're starting with this. There have been about 30 celebrity breakups since 2020 and quarantine started. Okay, 30 in that ballpark. 
I need to show you the song F2020 by Avenue Beats. It was introduced to me yesterday. It's a really great track just about like how much 2020 sucks. Oh. So um, go guys, listen to that while you take a trip down memory lane and think about all the couples who couldn't survive staying with each other 24 seven, no. realizing that this is actually their life partner and they aren't really down for the cause. We have celebrity couples who have broken up from, this is the range, okay? From Lena Waithe and her wife, who I think she married after knowing her for like two months or some shit. And they got married in like the winter, done. Also to a man who used to be trick-or-treating with Emily, Dr. Dre, I don't know if you guys know this, is divorcing from his wife and they've been married for over 20 years. So this is the fucking span. This is the reach of the witchcraft. And we're going to get into this today because you guys know that's not how we roll. We don't recap celeb news. You have E and all that boring shit. But we have contacted physically all of these couples who are split fucking bill and we're gonna talk about it today because holy f we are in touch with the spirits of their relationship and we're gonna bring you a card tarot card reading like you've never seen before because (laughs) this is just fucking bonkers like let's take it all the way back to lena waith let's okay i was at um the palm springs international film festival this year in january back when we thought that 2020 was going to be the gift from the gods i was there chatting with her about how married life is, all that jazz. And she gave me the most ambiguous quote about how like, Mm -hmm. it just, it's a struggle and it takes work and you're in it for the long run and all that jazz. And let me just say the whole entire weekend, Lena Waits was chatty, like very chatty with Cynthia Erivo, Harriet, who's a perfect sweetheart. I've interviewed her many times. I absolutely adore her. She's a gem. But they were linked up the entire weekend. Wouldn't leave to their side. And I was like, that's really interesting. I don't know much about Cynthia Arriva's love life, but I don't love this for her, given the fact that Lena Waithe is a newlywed. So anyway, then the news breaks that they split up. Then the news breaks that Cynthia Arriva is reportedly dating Lena Waithe. So you did see it here first from my eyes to the blue carpet at Palm Springs Film Festival. They were flirty, y'all. So anyway... That's a little Lena Waithe moment for you. Great gal. I think she did, in fact, get married to, like, prove a statement about, like, pride. Because I think she got married, like, really spontaneously at, like, a San Francisco courthouse, like, in front of some Harvey Milk monument. I could be getting that wrong, but there was some kind of symbolism to her marriage. God bless you. She's a queen for that LGBTQ community. But, like, I do think that that really spiraled into, like, a bunch of A-list breakups because I will say I had no idea who Lena Waithe was until about a few hours before 2020 began and I started doing research for the festival. I have to say you have huge balls compared to mine like compared to this like little testicle sitting in front of my face. You guys if you're listening and not watching there's a little mic propped up like an alien who escaped from Elon Musk's spaceship but I actually met Lena, like contrary to your experience when she was on master of none and she was a nobody. Like she was like, Oh my God, thank you for talking to me. And I've had, you know, those celebs who you meet before they blow up and you kind of always have a relationship with them because they remember you. That was like my Lena experience. And so I actually interviewed her. This was like one of the last events that I covered before shit hit the fan and the coronavirus bat literally took a shit on all of us at the fucking Westworld premiere. I think it's like, what is it? Westworld season three. This was just like a few, God, a few months ago, time and space. Does not exist. She was the season. So I went up to her at the after party, which I already was like in a space suit because coronavirus was already happening and there were buffets fucking everywhere. And I was like, holy shit, this is risky ass business. Like these people don't get kind of like what we talked about in the Milan premiere, you guys hit that up up. Yeah. These people are fucking shameless. They'll do whatever for the promo. They don't care if you die. But I went up to her in the after party and I was too chicken shit to ask her about her whirlwind marriage. Unlike you. I was like, so ambiguous. I was like, so any professional goals for 2020, any life personal goals for 2020. And you're right. She gave the most ambiguous fucking just to be my best self and expand my horizons and I'm like okay but how about in bed with your wife like I was way too chicken shit to even go there but why can't they say like what's really on their minds like when we ask for their goals why can't they just be like you know what I honestly just want to like 
kick it back, eat cheeses, maybe like watch Mad Men like on my, like while laying in bed for 18 hours a day. Like that's what we're all thinking. Like who cares? Fuck your goals. But honestly, I probably have been in so many situations where I assume a certain celebrity is going to be an asshole. So I'm like preparing to write in my file that like, oh, no questions allowed about personal life endeavors. Lena Waithe, like, I don't know why. I just got such a cool vibe from her that I was like, I'm just going to go for it. We were shooting the shit about, yeah. you know, her new project. I figured it was like fine, whatever. Her rep was actually five feet away from me before it was trendy to be five feet away from someone. And she wasn't on top of my clavicle, hashtag Martha Stewart. Ugh. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. But there are definitely times where I will not ask that question at all. And it turns out that celebrity was actually really chill and would have been down. But, but yeah, Lena Waithe really kicking it off for us. She's the shit. A lot of times we shit on celebrities, but Lena's one of the rare exceptions where she is the shit personified. So go Lena. We're here for you. We're all about you. But it's interesting what you said about um, celebs not saying what's really on their minds. Cause I feel like this with this whole everyone fucking breaking up all of a sudden, doesn't it make you think that A, they're like full of shit when they're talking to us and B, you never really know what goes on behind closed doors because perfect case in point, I'm going to bring it to you right now. And I'm so excited for you, Emily, because this is your degree. It's your bachelor degree. It is your college essay. It's your college admissions. Okay. Army Hammer and Elizabeth fucking Chambers. Every time we interview this girl, she is over the moon, over the stars, over the solar system for her husband. Cut to now, and they're fucking divorcing. So do you really ever know what's going on with these people, or are they just bullshitting us? Because, again, we need to fucking investigate this shit. She is his press secretary, his personal trainer. She opened up a restaurant, I'm convinced, so that she could always have pastries at home when he comes back from playing whatever ass peach call me by her name role he's playing, okay? Listen to me. I don't understand how this couple of all couples like, it's just going to announce a breakup out of thin air when you literally travel the world with your daughter, Harper, your son, Ford. Yes, I know their names. They look like Hansel and Gretel. They are dressed in, like, Bloomingdale's Ralph Lauren children collection all the time, if that even exists. Like, they literally look like the most cookie-cutter, perfect family. Like, Elizabeth Chambers is obsessed with, like, portraying that role that all is hunky-dory. And then you're going to hit us with, like, a 20-year-old flashback photo pre-Botox of you and Army, like, in the back of an SUV saying you're calling it quits after 13 years. It just really goes to show. Yes, I've interviewed them so many times. I probably talked to them more than I've talked to, like, my own aunt, okay? Every time I interview them, it's like, What's going on for date night? How can you guys sneak away to go out for sushi while your son's peeing his diaper everywhere? Like, they're just the most relatable, cute parents, even though their kids look like they just came out of a fall catalog or something I wouldn't ever dream of dressing my offspring in. But listen, they are so cute. They are so sweet, or so we all thought. They're always glued to the hip. Social media of, like, the whole family, like, that we're all in this together vibe is Elizabeth Chambers' entire brand. So this is just, like, a shot in the dark from absolutely nowhere. Who is next? Like, Taylor, the fuck? Like, this no. is literally, what were you more surprised by? The fact that coronavirus came to America or the fact that Elizabeth and Army no. are donezo splitsville? The latter. The latter. And I want to say this. How fucking dare you guys? How dare you guys? Because I'm you offended. had us offended, personally. Because you had us thinking that you were Romeo and Juliet. You were the prince and Cinderella. You were Moana in the ocean. How fucking dare you tell us all about how happy you are in your marriage, and then all of a sudden one day, it's done. And Emily's right. We basically braid Elizabeth Chambers' hair and like breastfeed her Hansel and Gretel Sound of Music kids for her. But I interviewed her in February, this past February, downtown. You guys know how we feel about down goddamn town, okay? And I was looking at it this morning and I'm like, should I have known? Because these are a little spooky, premonition-y. Like, is this too good to be true, okay? Every time we talk to this lady, we ask about her love life because here's the thing with Elizabeth Chambers. She knows how to play the game because she was a journalist. So every time I was on a carpet and I saw her, I was like, I'm going in for the kill because this bitch knows what it's like to be on our side, to be this side of the velvet rope. So I'm going to come in hot with the love life, love life questions. Like, this bitch knows how it works, okay? Tori Spelling. 
So, okay, how about this? I asked her about her love life with Army. Do you know what she said, Emily? I'm afraid. She would, well, first of all, she would always talk about how much he was traveling. So she said, you know, he has a twin brother, the one who was in the social network with him. So I just spent a lot of time with him. So it's basically like I'm with Army. Is that, should I have known? Should my spidey senses have been like, bitch, what, what, what are you talking about? Okay. Then she said, I asked her like, how do you keep it strong? You know, with him traveling all the time and being love distant, uh, long distance. She said to me, water your grass where you want it to grow. So like nurture where you, and this is in February. Uh, did your pot run dry? I'm confused because now you're breaking up. And lastly, this is the kicker. I asked her if she wanted more babies and she was like, I want all the babies. I want all that all the time. This was in February, you guys. This wasn't that long ago. When did you know? When did you know? Is it all front? I don't, I just don't know. I really don't know anymore. It's a really unique situation when journalists become celebrities because they play the game right back, sis. It is literally like we have met our match. Like when Kat Sadler left E! and became a carpet queen on the other side of the velvet rope, and we had to ask her questions that she knew exactly how they were being like framed. She knew the exact tactics of our wordplay. We couldn't roundabout getting her to shit on E! News without directly asking her what the fuck is wrong with E! News and Jason Kennedy. It is really interesting. So, like, it's something that we don't think about when we're in the moment. But then when you're going back, you're like, ooh, this bitch played the game right back. It is like when you're dating and, like, guys play games like crazy and then you play games like crazy and it's, like, a little thing of, like, cat and mouse. Like, it is the same when a red carpet recorder meets a journalist turned celebrity. It is, like, something straight out of a science fiction novel. Like, L. Ron Hubbard couldn't make this shit up mysteries unsolved and again it really makes me think because we get so excited when we get a little exclusive bite or something deeper or something exciting and now it's like okay well is that all an act like your profession like how much of it is the act and how much of it is legit I'll be honest I even had that thought with Naya Rivera because as this whole thing with her was unfolding a part of me was like did she commit suicide and I flash back to my interview with her, how she talked about just adoring her son and her like most exciting thing in life was spending time with him. So part of me was like, how could you, like, if you did commit suicide, like leave your son on a boat like that and go, like, these are things that go in, go on in my head now because it's like, and we don't know what happened yet, but I don't even think that's what happened, but that's neither here nor there, but it makes you really think. how much are you guys prepping to tell us what we want to hear before we interview you and how much of it is legit? Like, it makes me feel like my life's a fallacy because I get so excited when they tell me something I think is real that it's like, listen, we're used to the whole like flashcard situation. Like we're used to the publicist giving you a customized Quizlet Q and a in the black SUV and route to the event. When you're going to like a very high profile event, when you're getting you know, you know, you're going to be grilled about some scandal that your co-star was in. Like if you were in Shameless, if you were a cast member in Shameless, if you were an extra, if you were a crew member, if you were the lighting guy, you better believe that you are getting prepped on how to address a question about William H. Macy and Felicity Huffman, Varsity Blues, a la Scandal. But let me just say, if you are en route to a carpet and you are getting tested, quizzed, studying how you should address a question about your love life, a candid question about how happy you are with said partner, that is when the actual Wuhan bat shit has hit the fan. 100%. 100%. We're going to get into it with this motherfucker. We're raising the roof in this bitch, okay? Hot in here, like Nelly said. Do you know who I feel like is actually a candid ass bitch? who also had a breakup in 2020, who also alluded to the fact that she is a bisexual, although she was married to a man, you know. Oh, she stumped on this one. This could be anyone. This could be Rose McGowan. (laughs) This could be Kristen Stewart. This could be Molly Sims for all we know. She's like, this could be my water bottle. And don't tell me it's Jada Pickett-Smith because that's a whole other situation because- According to Jada, none of us have exes. We all only have entanglements. But please, give it to me. Who are we talking about? 
Julianne motherfucking Huff, baby. Oh, yeah. This is you another one. Like, we, if you're in the, like, inner circles of Hollywood, you saw this coming since November or December because there have been rumblings that, like, all was not kosher up in this grill for several months. Can I just say something? Julianne is also that bitch. I would legitimately want to hang out with her because – I interviewed her when all of this shit was hitting the fan and she could not have handled it better. She is a G. She's fucking awesome. Like not to be whatever scissor. I was going to say scissoring with Julianne Huff. Okay. That part was not intended. I did not mean for that to be insensitive. You uptight internet people. But do you remember when that women's health, was it women's health, that interview came out and she alluded to being bisexual? I was in the middle of covering America's Got Talent when she was a judge. So I would interview her and the judges every week after the show. So not only is it fucking awkward because you obviously want to get the tea and you should be talking about America's Got Talent and the sweet, adorable child with autism who went out there and slayed it on the stage. No. You have to grill her about apparently being bisexual. So I was in the middle of that shitstorm, and she was a boss. She was great. Can I just ask though, like, guys, if you ever think we're gonna go to American Idol, The Voice, America's Got Talent, and if you think our editors ever want us to ask about that sweet little boy from Idaho who started off singing in his church choirs and then made it to Hollywood, that is never going to be what it's about. We're going to ask Simon Cowell about discovering One Direction. We're going to ask Julianne Huff about when she wants to have children. We're going to ask Katy Perry about her growing baby bump and her ongoing feud with Taylor Swift. We are not there to talk about the twins from Mississippi who were discovered on YouTube by Justin Bieber and his whole management team. That's not what this is about. So if you think that we're going to touch the kid with autism who's slated on stage who deserves all the press in the world, I'm sorry, sweetie. This is not Oprah's magazine. This is the gossip section at Ralph's. No. And I have to divert quickly because you brought up Katy Perry. This still is salt in the wound. Do you, I love you, this story. You know Give it to us, Tay-Tay. I guess this is considered a breakup, so it's still like on the topic of today. But- When Katy Perry and Taylor Swift were having their feud and before they reconciled, I was covering American Idol, like the aforementioned AGT situation, and I got Katy Perry to admit backstage after a show taping that she would welcome Taylor Swift to come on as a guest judge. I said something like, you know, is that something that you would be open to? And she was like, yeah, absolutely. After I got Katy Perry to say this, okay. The American Idol press team came after me. They were like, don't you dare put this into the stratosphere or we will fucking give you a sedative and you'll never see the light of day again, basically is what happened. So yeah, you guys, I knew that Katie was good with Tay-Tay Swift before the fucking masses, but the powers that be threatened me my family and generations to come so sadly you guys never knew until like what months later yeah fuck that they said this to you well the all-american reject song gives you hell was playing in the background you guys like they did not say this nicely they were not politely asking you to refrain from using it it was basically if you refrain from using this we will hunt you down and we will kill you taken style so back to julianne in this sort of twisted possibly bisexual reality competition series extravaganza i interviewed her after her bisexual ish statements came out and you guys she was the fucking coolest most unbothered she was like it's my truth love is love people are gonna do what they want and take it and like run with it and that's just what they do it's less complicated than that like she couldn't have cared less again Did she prep that with her publicist beforehand? Absolutely. But did she handle it like Snoop Dogg in a weed shop? Like a connoisseur? Like a pro? Yes. You know how... You know how obscure we get when we have to get the tea. We've talked about back reporting in our last episode and how it is fucking the devil, but how we have to ask people who are somehow connected to someone about their tea, and it's just the most awkward thing of life, like more awkward than puberty. 
a few months ago, again, before coronavirus hit, I covered an event. It was like beauty awards and it was honoring celebrity hairstylists and beauty, you know, whatever, makeup artists and shit. And Julianne's hairstylist was there and I had to get the hairstylist to give the tea on Julianne and Brooks. Okay. No. Yeah. You guys, we're humans too. Like I know who Julianne's hairstylist is. I think her name's Rihanna. Rihanna. She's so incredibly talented. But guess what? If I ever down the line felt like getting my hair done, I couldn't because she'll remember me as the bitch who tried to get personal information from her client. So it's like we are simultaneously burning our own bridges in an attempt to just make a pretty penny. It's pretty sad, but please carry on. It is. It is sad. First, I ease into it. You know the ease in. We talked about the ease in. You ease into it, and you're like, oh my god, you and Julianne, you're like partners in crime. You know, you're attached at the hip, and she's like, yeah, we totally are, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, and I did the stare. For those of you guys who listened to our last episode on back reporting, recall in your clip notes, the stare. I did the stare, and I was like, how's she doing? You know, she's good with everything at home. You know, it's tough to see when your friend is in the tabloids. No, exactly. Like the the squat, the snoop. Don't get it twisted. Don't honey. And my eye is like twitching. I'm like staring at her. She's staring at me back. And she's just like, this is in February. Right. And she's just like, no, they're good. They're good together. They love each other. And then she gave me the stare right back. And she was like, I can't really talk about it though, but thank you. But again, that one little bit, they're good. They're good together. They love each other. They're good for each other. You, you fucking know that shit, that one little bite. Emily, where did it go? Where was it? It went right on the headline. And let me say, you probably were there celebrating the new launch of her purple shampoo line that maybe got like buried deep in the end of the article right below the sponsor information. So sorry, sweetie, not today. You're going to have to go to your local CVS to, you know, celebrate this exciting news about your hairline because it's not going to happen here and today at the Beauty Awards. It's just not. Mm -mm. Do you know who else was there who I interviewed? Who else had a breakup this year? Who else confirmed that you and I are the hocus pocus witches? I'm afraid for my life. I mean, I personally think what doesn't kill her makes her stronger, but that's just me. Kelly Clarkson, who is in fact alive and thriving. Maybe not thriving, but she's alive and kicking. You know what is dead, though? Because you kind of were onto something there. Is her marriage. You know what is dead, though? Give it to me. Her marriage. Her marriage is dead. She is not, but her marriage but, um, is dead. That's another one. That's another one. Have you, you've interviewed her, Em, right? Yeah, she's, she's a sweetie. I mean, she plays the game like it's her motherfucking job because she's been playing the game since she was 16 when she had awful, inexcusable highlights. But she's, she's an angel, sure. After I got over that incredibly awkward situation with Julianne Huff's hairstylist who couldn't catch a fucking break about her shampoo line, we talked to Kelly. And this was, again, this was in February. This wasn't that long ago. And we asked her, like, how do you balance everything, you know, and your kids and your husband? And she gave us the exact thing that you're looking for. She's like, you know, like, we, we're basically like normal nine to five parents. Like, we see our kids in the morning and at night and blah, blah, blah. And we do great. Except... This is how, again, you know, our favorite topic, how celebrities are not like us, you know, where she and her husband and her kids find their clarity and their solace. Do you know where she told us? Give it to me, sweets. Pulling a Justin Timberlake and hitting it up on their Montana ranch. Must be nice. Must be fucking nice. But except not because they're getting divorced. Rip. Everybody, like, has a place in, like, Montana, Wyoming, It's so funny because, like, I was talking to um, my friend Romina. We were just talking about, like, states that don't matter. And, like, Montana was, like, the first thing that came up. But it's funny because if you're a celebrity and you don't have a house in Montana, are you even a celebrity? If you're not doing, like, triple axles on the ski slopes of the bunny trail with Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel and Kelly Clarkson, are you a multimillionaire or not? I don't know. It's questionable for sure. No, it's a conspiracy. You are more well-equipped with the Bachelor verse than I am, but what what was your little personal situation with Colton and is it Cassie? I'm reading my notes here, by the way. Dig into it, baby girl. Tell me the tea because I don't. Like, my teacup is empty on this one. You know how I feel about the Bachelor verse. What's the sitch? Colton and Cassie. Here we go. Let's dig into it. At the beginning of the year, I had a beautiful sit-down breakfast with them. Spent the whole day with them. 
they were in a music video with a country star. Super fucking random. I literally interviewed them, like, I think the first week of January. Like, a sit-down breakfast. Like, we ordered pancakes. We were chatting. I asked Cassie about school. Colton was still under contract, so he couldn't say anything on record, but you better believe off record, he dug into those producers like nobody's business, and I was just sitting there soaking it all in, sipping my tea, because I'm actually a fan of the show, and yeah, they just seem like the perfect couple, they're both like blonde beach babes, like obviously if that's not going to be the reason that you guys stay together, then there really is no reason where you're going to stay together, and then suddenly they just like were headed for Splitsville too, all of a sudden, which a lot of people called because let me just say people think Cassie went on the show for clout and fame like really someone's gonna go on the bachelor to get a million more instagram followers and sponsorship deals shocking but yeah they are they are done bill and you've probably interviewed cult a million times too right okay i actually have not believe it or not because these bachelor people you guys milk the fuck out of any press opportunity they can get i don't know if abc has a sample of their blood and is willing to like duplicate their dna if they don't do press opportunities but you will find them at the most random obscure shit like you'll find them at a candle launch you'll find them at a sound bath you'll find them fucking everywhere but you found them, Emily. I have to I have to take it back to this just because I'm genuinely curious. Like, you had breakfast with them? Like, was there bacon? Was there sausage? Were there pancakes? Were there chocolate chips in the pancakes? Please elaborate like a fucking Vincent Van Gogh work of art. I have to be placed in this scenario. Thanks. I mean, it was, it was terrible. I mean, like, I was just sitting there next to, like, a bunch of other event reps, and we were all just, like, staring at each other, like, we're li- why are we having breakfast with these people? Like, why can't, why couldn't I have come later? Like, I'd rather sit in my car and, like, munch on an acai bowl and then come later rather than having these like fancy like blueberry pancakes like I just don't know sometimes you're invited to things and you're like do I have to that was one of those things like it was fine I dealt with it while I was there but like breakfast did not need to happen with Cassie and Colton I did not need to be up that close and personal in their grill because listen they knew reporters at breakfast too like god only knows what was going on in their relationship but they looked like the happiest couple in the history of the planet I was taking notes from Elizabeth Chambers I guess were you guys conversing over maple syrup? Because I know I covered a said breakfast once when I covered a Brooklyn Nine-Nine thing and we talked to the cast and the breakfast was fucking delicious. So was it actually a savory experience? No. It wasn't even a press thing. I was the only person there. I was the only reporter oh, present. Okay. Only one. It was like an exclusive. I, I did eat it. The, the breakfast was consumed. Okay. Good to know. You know another one that people for some reason are all in a fucking frenzy about is scott disick and sophia richie like yeah this doesn't really surprise me that much because i feel like they're just gonna go through this on and off phase for a while until she like becomes legally over 18 and is allowed to like date him just kidding she's actually 21 but yeah i mean this doesn't really phase me what about you i mean i just feel like i don't know i saw them and i've talked about this before on our show i saw them in person at a few events and they seem super comfortable like they're besties they're good doing like leisurely extracurricular activities in bathrooms together um do with that what you will so I actually thought they were really cute together. And I don't know, like people are like, yeah, Scott and Courtney get back together, blah, blah, blah. I'm totally removed and have no emotional investment in this scenario, but I actually thought they were really cute together. So you know what, if they want to get together and bang it on up on one another and do the hibbity jibbity, then go for it guys. Like I'm here for it. Absolutely. It seems like she's not that immature in my opinion. Like I think she's yeah. pretty much like, she's very adult. Maybe because her family and she was forced to, like, grow up quickly. But I don't know. I just, I don't hate her. I'm sorry. Just pause really quick. On my phone, literally a picture of Sophia Richie just came up saying that she's getting a clue about being with Scott Disick again. So I think that the universe is truly orbiting around the two of us. Does this look like a crystal ball to you? Does it? You guys listening, I'm pointing at my microphone. It's white and it's solid and it's not at all purpley, hazy, smoky, like what you see in the movies and in your emojis, okay? You're like uh, the Haunted Mansion ride at Disneyland, like that one lady with the ball who's just like, well, the ride always gets stuck at this one part where you're sitting in the chair, circling this woman with the ball who's like telling your future, you are that woman, that is the ball. I am on the ride just waiting to like figure out what the hell's going on. And if you haven't been to Disneyland, you probably won't be going until 2035, but like just YouTube it. I don't really know what to say. Unless you're in Florida and you just don't give a fuck about existence, go for it, hon. 
Yeah, Florida decided to reopen its doors to the Disney goers, even though they have a new coronavirus case every eight minutes. So just do with that what you will. Dude, do you know why? It's because people committed to Disney let nothing stand between that and Disney. This? Have we talked about adult Disney freaks? I forgot if we, because I talk about this with a lot of people, but I forgot if I've spoken to you about this because I went to school at a, like my college was literally five minutes from Disney. We had all those weird ass Disney fan clubs. We had all those like 24 year old college students selling like homemade, like aerial scarves. Like there are some weird ass Disney freaks out there in the universe and do not trust a Disney freak. Listen, I know we are desperate for love, for attention, for affection, but you guys, there's a Disney fan dating site, and so, like, are there fucking in their ears, are hitting each other? Okay, I don't know. Maybe we should do a whole episode on the Disney situation, because it's just, like, really... Honestly, I'm down because I have so many personal situations, like firsthand evidence. So yeah, we can save that for a rainy day. But your Sophia Richie thing just now, like pulling this up, like, do you guys need any more fucking proof that we're cursed, that we are psychic, that we are in another realm, another planet? Because how? Because how? I'm afraid to say a celebrity name because they're going to break up or die. How much do we all love Dennis Rodman, everybody? How much do we love North Korea? Like, is that what we should be talking about? Because, like, I don't know, though. We did talk shit on Gavin Newsom, and that guy is just, like, I don't know. As much as we feel how we may feel about him, he is, like, looking foxy. So I don't know what to say about that. But looks can't get you everywhere, sweetie. They can't get you to Wuhan and back. No, <laughs> Wuhan and bat, pun intended. How do you feel? This was a little whirlwind switch. This was a little like Lena Waithe-esque. Rachel Bilson and Bill Hader, you know, they're I never really loved them. Always was confused by them. I remember when I was at the Golden Globes covering one year and we like figured out they were a thing. Mm-hmm. Everyone was just like massively confused. We're confused by the fact that like we still are imprisoned in Los Angeles. So yeah, I mm, d- never really connected with them on a deep and personal level, spiritual relationship level reiki level what about you i can't say that i have my witchy senses on this one because i only saw them once and it was i think it was like this past winter i saw them at the director's guild awards and (laughs) again i was leaving early so you guys know i dipped the fuck out like when i left that sean penn event early that leo was at and i saw sean penn in the foyer on my way out yeah awkward so this was another one of those i was leaving early i was like fuck this shit who do I see getting escorted in after leaving like their private Escalade service, Bill Hader and Rachel Bilson. And, you know, they were like talking to another couple there, just having small chat and he was introducing her to someone. It was very cordial, like whatever. But I feel like they had more, more, they had more of like a uncle niece vibe. You know what I'm saying? Like he's the cool uncle. She's the cute niece. And they have like a good rapport. Like I was not getting like sexual romantic vibes from those two in like the split second I break broke my neck to see them from like across the way yeah no I I agree with you I don't know if there's any more that really stick out to you but I was gonna like play a little game of Russian roulette and just like name some of the people who have had breakups also in 2020 and you can stop me if any speak to you that you want to like really hone in on on a personal level let's do it because honestly like people like rachel are only good for like an oc throwback quote so let's see if anybody in here can like get us more tea than that or if we've had a yeah. deep personal awakening experience with them let's just go for it okay casey musgraves is it musgraves or musgraves and her husband casey musgraves i actually oh. fun fact i actually fun fact knew this was coming since january I can show you the receipts. I, they literally deleted all their photos off Instagram in November, and I have a music source who told me that she was recording angsty breakup music in January. In January. The American Idol press team is behind this. No, like, I literally was going into my archives after after I saw her breakup music. I was like, holy fuck, I knew this. And I saw it, and I had filed to my editor in January that Casey Musgraves was recording angsty breakup music about how men suck and girls rule the world, and there is trouble in a la paradise. And lo and behold, guess which bitch was right? This one, right here. Th- this one, me. Hi, guys. It, the answer is me. Hello. Hi. The one and only witch 
and glasses, Emily Marcus, you know. The Witch of Westchester. <laughs> the Witch of Woodland Hills. The Witch of Woodland Hills. Oh my God, I love that. Trademarked. <laughs> Here are some more I'm going to throw at you. God, it's like we have stories about all these people, but like we can just go on and on. Um, you know how I feel about this. Noah Centineo and his girlfriend. I broke that story. You did? Yeah. Emily. No, I thought that they were dating, not split. I knew they were dating because I saw them at a restaurant, like, hooking up. And I was like, that's definitely Alexis Wren, a.k.a. the very same gal that faked a relationship to win Dancing with the Stars. That is her. She is that. I mean, I'm just pissed about it because I've talked about this as well, you guys. But I really thought that Noah and I were going to run off into the sunset because I met him, like, the night before he became famous and gave him my card. Never heard from him. So, whatever. What if he, like, did try, but then, like, the message was just lost in cyberspace? Like, maybe his phone company is owned by like the same Chinese global firm that operates TikTok and it's just like they didn't want that to happen like what if the odds were not in your favor he could have tried we don't know this for a fact Bill Gates intercepted the message and was like nah bitch and then like Elon Musk shut it off into the universe so (laughs) I don't know why but I feel like you're gonna have a lot to say about this one just something like is telling me this Ashley Benson and Cara Delevingne yeah, I don't really care. I mean, I've interviewed them. I've interviewed Kara before about it. Sucks. I actually thought they were really cute. But listen, I think Jeezy is one sexy ass motherfucker. So if I can't have him, at least Ashley can. You were like, I don't really care. And I thought you were going to be like, I don't really care, uh, Delavine. Okay. We talked about this a little bit last time. Channing, Tatum, and Jesse J. Remember you gave the tea about how that news broke that they were together? Now they're splitty split splitsville. I feel like they've been Splitsville, like, back and forth for a while. I don't know. know. There are so many people who have conspiracy theories that he's actually bisexual and shit. I am a conspiracy theorist. I'm riding that wave with the best of them. With Abby in Idaho, with Kara in Tennessee. Like, I am the president of that Reddit page, okay? Listen, listen. The pilot of the plane. I'll hit you with two right now. Oh, no, I'll hit you with three. Megan Fox and Brian Austin Green, Jamie King and her husband, and Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler. Kristen, Cav is one that when you're talking to her, she always will give you the same quote about Jay Cutler, but just mixed up in a different way. She'll be like, oh my God, he's so hot. Or, oh my gosh, he's so attractive. She'll just use her thesaurus in her head to like come up with different ways to describe her marriage. But every time it's like they're going strong. So that was another one that really shocked the wind out of me. But I honestly think he couldn't stand the fact that like, her life needed to be televised at all times. Like this bitch left the hills and went right to Nashville to record drama at her store that nobody cares about. But another one that shocked me even more was Brian Austin Green because I literally interviewed this man. I interviewed this man about two months ago, like right before like Corona V like took us all away from our jobs. Like, and I interviewed him and he was just going off about how Megan is the best mother, always there for the children. They always make time. They have, well, I guess the the kicker was that he did say they like to have family date nights and watch movies all together. So like, maybe that's an indicator you're not having sex. I don't know. But yeah, did think that they were like a very happy little family situation. And now she's off shagging Machine Gun Kelly, another thing that I'm very jealous about. But yeah, I mean, honestly, these celebrity couples are just full of trash. And I'm going to take every interview answer I get with a grain of fucking Himalayan pink rock salt from now on. Full of trash, full of sass. Because you guys had us all thinking that our journalistic efforts were Pulitzer worthy. And really, you are just spewing out fucking lies. Lies that I despise. Okay? Last two for you. Alexa, play Love the Way You Lie by Eminem. No. No, I love those things with Rihanna's song. What is it that's like, oh, um, you look so dumb right now, <laughs> standing outside of my house. Okay, my vocals are beautiful, but I dedicate that to Elizabeth Chambers and co for fucking lying to us, okay? Uh-huh. Um, these last two I have are in the younger ki- the kids category. How about Timothy Chalamet and Lily Rose Depp and also Pete Davidson and Kaya Gerber? Do we care? <laughs> no, because he's another one that's just like a playboy, right? I mean, I don't, I need to know the fascination with Pete Davidson. Like, does he have a huge dick because his Netflix special sucked? Yes, so- the answer is yes. I haven't seen it, but like I've spiritually been in the same room as it. 
So you got the big dick energy in person. How? What were your spidey senses feeling in that moment? Oh, you, you know, it's like when you know, you know. That must be what it is because how is he pulling all this tail from Timbuktu to, you know what I mean, from Ariana to Kate ass Beckinsale, bitch? It just takes one girl to like be like, that guy's hot, and then everyone else falls in line. I feel like that's the same way, like in high school and college. Like, if that one bitch starts dating that guy that everyone was like, I don't know about him. All of a sudden, this guy's pulling left and right, right? I guess. Dude, I feel the same, not to segue into this, but same thing with Timothy Chalamet. Like, I thought he was, like, a cute, young, gay, up-and-coming star. Like, I interviewed him, speaking of Palm Springs Film Festival, I know you're, like, most fave thing on earth. I interviewed him at Palm Springs Film Festival when he was promoting Call Me By Your Name, and... I have an interview with him because I was taking polls at the time to see if celebrities folded their underwear or not. I know it sounds really like archaic and fucking insane, but whatever. I was deranged and it's just what I was doing at the time for whatever reason to make them more human, you know? And I asked Timothy about this and he was like, all PC. He was like, all love to the folding and non-folding community, blah, blah, blah. And that video on my YouTube blew the fuck up. Like people are obsessed with Timothy Chalamet. And I was like, who is this boy? Who? And now he's shagging Josh Duhamel's ex-girlfriend, Isa, Isa Gonzalez. Like, what? what? You Wait, saw that, right? Photos of them in Mexico? No, I'm shook right uh, now. So yeah, they, um, yeah, yeah, that's a mm. thing. What's the sitch? Isn't he fucking young? He's a literal baby. Like, I'm just so confused. I also, too, thought he was a young gay actor making his way in the world. Did the same people who coordinated Shawn Mendes and Camilla um, Cabello's relationship, like, have a hand in trying to make Timothy Chalamet Hollywood's newest bad boy? Like, I just don't, I don't know. The answer is 100% yes. 110% yes. There's not a bone in my body that is objecting this hypothesis that you have because no, I concur. I concur. This is how backwards the universe is, guys. This is just how backwards the universe is. I feel like I've gotten more action this year or during quarantine than I have in several decades. Then meanwhile, Hollywood is all splitting. So it's like I can never be in line with the masses because literally I haven't liked anybody since like college. And now I'm pretty much like riding a strong wave while everybody around me is like falling deep into the souls of Satan's lair. So I don't know how you feel, Taylor, about like, I just feel like I'm not in line with Hollywood right now. There's something very off because I'm winning, they're losing, but when they're losing, I'm not winning. It's just like, why can't we all be on the same page, bro? Do you know what's interesting too, going off of that, is how come I don't know any not famous people who have broken up during quarantine and all of these celebrities are splitsville. So it's like, was it again, like going into the bigger picture of this episode, like, was it all an act? Was, is it for publicity? Like, can you really not stand being in the same room quarantine, making banana bread day after day? Was this your excuse to break up? Cause I know so many of my friends who've actually gone on so many dates during quarantine. I know people have gotten quarantine boyfriends. Like, I just don't get, and then all of a sudden Hollywood's like, yeah, no, like, this is just, this ain't it. Like, I can't be with you. Like, unless you're Chrissy Teigen and John Legend, like, renting Malibu mansions, like, baking bread in bathrooms every day, this is not gonna work out for you to be with your partner. The person that probably was assigned to you by the Church of Scientology to marry, so you'd look hot on a red carpet. I think the big takeaway is listen to the two witches here when they tell you to not believe these celebrities, because they are lying to us, and apparently to each other.